Hey everybody, this is Nate Smoyer, and you're listening to the Tech Nest Podcast. This is the show where we sit down with the leaders in real estate and technology to find out what they're doing to transform the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. If you've got an interest in real estate and technology, stick around. You're in the right place. Hey, welcome to the show today, and I am pumped because Paul Burke from Rent Hoop is uh, doing some really cool things here. They are changing the game for helping you find roommates, especially if you live in cities like Los Angeles or Seattle, even Bellingham, Washington. Uh, finding roommates isn't always the easiest thing. You don't know who you're talking to if you're going to put it out on uh, anonymous uh, classifieds, websites. And so they're looking to solve that problem and make the pains of finding a good roommate, someone that you're likely to get along with, go away. So interested in this one, stick around. I think they've got some promise of what they're doing and we're going to jump right into it. Well, hey, Paul, welcome to the show. And uh, just so everyone can get an idea of who you are and what you do, why don't you give them a little info on uh, what you got going on? All right. Well, I am uh, Paul. Um, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Rent Hoop, and we're uh, an app for finding roommates. Uh, we're frequently known as Tinder for finding a roommate, um, and we sort of embrace that label because uh, while some people have a negative perception of Tinder, it also just generally brings a, a, an audience to us, which is you know a big part of what we have to do in order to be the best roommate plan. Uh, finding platforms. So um, we've been working on that a couple years. Uh, Forbes just uh, announced us as uh, one of the most promising housing apps to watch in 2018. So uh, things are going good. The space is getting really interesting. And um, as you know, covering all these real estate projects, um, things are happening and, and moving rather fast for real estate, which generally isn't the case in tech. Yeah. So let, let's summarize it here. You, you said it's a, a roommate finding app, but uh, and I apologize if it's question is the obvious, but really what's the big problem you're trying to solve? So 32 million Americans live with roommates and uh, living with a roommate in LA, Seattle, New York, San Francisco saves you a ton of money. And mm -hmm. just as we've seen rent prices soar uh, all over the country, but you know, a lot in metropolitan areas, New York, San Francisco, LA, Seattle, um, the Bay, uh, the need for finding a roommate is as great as ever. Mm. And um, so the need is there, but then also there's the compatibility aspect of even if you find someone to live with, if it's not the right person to live with, it can be uh, really, uh, it, it can really cause problems in your life. Mm -hmm. uh, this is someone you see every day, pretty much for three, six or 12 months. So it's not about just finding a roommate, it's about finding the right roommate. And so that's what we're trying to do with a number of different features. Um, one of them that you covered in your videos quite a bit called deal breakers. Um, mm -hmm. What we realized is people don't necessarily know what they want or it's hard for them to express or identify it. I mean, I can say I want someone who's reliable, who's nice, who's kind. We all want those sort of things, but it's hard to sort of put a label on it. So instead what we did was create deal breakers which are things that we don't want in a roommate. And that's really easy as far as, you know, I don't want someone who uh, is smoking. I don't want someone who's a party animal, someone who's really judgy or judgmental. Um, so there's a number of things like that that we use to help um, build, to make, uh, to help make the, the right match for people. Okay. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that and I, I joked, like we all have that one story about a roommate that 
you know, if we could go without it, maybe we would go without that story. I'm not going to share mine, but I, I have some, <laughs> well, I'll talk about that later. I have, I've still got some really good ones. Um, this is, it's kind of an interesting direction. So where did you, where did you come up on the idea? Like what, what prompted you to, to go down this path? Uh, so that, that's a good question. So I started, um, so I went to school in, at Western Washington University, and that's how we both sort of connected the Bellingham connection. Shout out Bellingham. Shout out Bellingham. Um, and, uh, I, and with my college roommates, actually, we started uh, sort of just an apartment listings website that was like Craigslist, except with a, a little bit nicer of an interface. And that startup didn't work. But I uh, got a lot of experience working as far as growing that marketplace with landlords and um, getting users on board and mm -hmm. sort of trying to align their needs. And that startup didn't work for a number of reasons, but I saw a ton of opportunity in this space. And so I thought, okay, um, I took a few months and I tried to figure out what do I want to do next? I don't want to do a traditional listings kind of platform for apartments there's a ton of competition in that it's every other week i see and, and that i've never heard of right it's it's Definitely. totally a red ocean to where and it's really hard to build something that's differentiated mm -hmm. and i i knew this entire time that what i was gonna do was gonna build something that's differentiated in some way and so um when i moved back uh to my mom's house after college i was finding a roommate on craigslist or at least trying to and that's when I found the problem because I started looking for other apps and websites and they were all, uh, I mean, they were all just terrible, honestly. So I thought, okay, I can, I, I know that if I put something out there, we can put Tinder for finding roommates on it and people are going to love the idea of it at least. And our app has totally evolved to be more than just like a Tinder ish style, but basically that's where it started. And that's what helped us sort of get, you know, like you were saying, um, you know, we got a lot of press around that from Forbes, NBC News, USA Today, all that sort of stuff. So that was kind of like our launch pad. Um, and we launched the app in May of 2016. Okay. So why is it then now people are looking to rent hoop? I mean, what, what leads them to the path to choose you guys versus just maybe the traditional path of posting something on, on Facebook or, or putting something to classifieds on Craigslist? Well, I, I think the, the number one thing is Craigslist is creepy. So people will try and avoid Craigslist at all costs. Is that a new tagline? Um, Craigslist is creepy. I, I mean, I don't, I barely even have to say it. You, people, people know this. Um, and even, you know, I was tweeting at somebody or somebody was tweeting at me yesterday and I was like, yeah, you should check out our app so you don't have to go on Craigslist. And she's like, God, I would never go on Craigslist. It's so creepy. And I think especially if you're a, a, you know, a woman going on Craigslist, one of my friends tried it um, a couple years ago. She was trying our app, Facebook, and Craigslist. And she got the most ridiculous, creepy request from uh, Craigslist. So Craigslist is, is not a good option. Um, Facebook, um, I mean, Facebook has a ton of scale. And you can see people's Facebook profile. So I'd say Facebook is actually not a bad way to find a roommate. Um, Facebook doesn't really have any sort of filters or any sort of structure. So what they have is one giant feed and you have to scroll down that feed for a really long time in order to find someone who may fit your budget uh, or your criteria. Whereas we have different filters and we have an algorithm that's pretty dynamic that helps connect you with people right around your budget, location, and fit a number of other parameters that we have. Right. Um, and I, I guess just to give you an idea, right now I'm Skyping from uh, my apartment in Los Angeles where I found two roommates off my app. 
So I can tell you for sure it works. Uh, no roommate horror stories yet. It's only been two weeks, but so good so far. Now, I, I just thought of this. I wasn't planning on asking this. It just kind of popped in my mind. But what, what happens if you find out that you're, you're like, can you see if your roommates are also on Ran Hoop? Like, what if they're looking to replace themselves or move out? Like, could you see that? Is that a scenario that can happen? <laughs> we, we've actually, it's funny you brought that up. We've actually joked about that as a commercial that like you're getting roommate cheated on to where they're like low key, like, you know, swiping and you're like, Oh my God, are you roommate cheating on me? Are you trying to leave? <laughs> like our lease is up next month. So we've, uh, we, we thought, we've thought about that. No, we haven't heard of any roommate cheating stories yet though. This is a great time that if anyone has a story on their roommate cheating on them, you want to contact Paul and make sure he knows about that. Yep. Um, okay. So, you know, you have this association and I don't want to keep playing on the, you know, the Tinder for apartment or the roomie searching, but who uses rent hoop? Cause that association with Tinder tends to skew younger, but you know, is that the same for the app? Totally. We're building a lot of features for college kids specifically. Um, that's where uh, we've had a lot of success Had a couple niche schools we're, we're targeting in, in Washington and, um, and greater Los Angeles. So that's, um, it's not, what I like to say is the app is tailored to a college experience, but it's obviously still um, a really good option for uh, young professionals and, and older people who are looking for roommates. But, you know, we, we do see the college market as one to where our app's a little bit stickier and there's more connections being made. So just better product market fit. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so here, here's one thing that, you know, and, and obviously, so then that kind of dictates which markets you guys are going to. I'm assuming you're not going very rural. So staying at particular cities, but do you guys have certain cities that you're focusing on expanding through? Right now we're focusing on greater LA and greater Seattle. Those right now is okay. really where we're trying to uh, demonstrate product market fit and then go from there. Um, this, is a, this is a really tough category. And that's why it's taken so long for pretty much anybody to emerge uh, in, at, at solving this problem at all. So we're, we're getting close. There's a number of metrics that we have that show that we're making really good progress on that. So we're, we're pretty excited just about what we've shown focused on LA and Seattle. And then once we feel really comfortable with what we're doing there and our acquisitions, then we'll sort of scale out to, to other cities to where, you know, finding a roommate's a big problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I imagine it's gotta be pretty tough because, you know, I mean, it, essentially it is a two-sided marketplace, right? You, you, people who are looking for a roommate and people who need a roommate. And so you, you have to build both sides, you know, kind of simultaneously. So what are you guys doing that's actually helping you to to do that and grow the user base so that it's a valuable tool on both sides. So the interesting thing about this um, particular problem we're solving is, <clears throat> so there's like a general marketplace of there's renters and landlords, right? And then within renters, there is also a supply and demand in terms of there's people who have a room. Mm -hmm. So let's say somebody moved out and I need to find someone who came in right. or there's um, people who need who, you know, hey, I'm moving to LA from Seattle and I could either move into your apartment or I need to match with somebody else who needs an apartment and we can go apartment hunting together. So um, the, it's, it's, there's a little bit less marketplace dynamics in terms of supply and demand there as far as people are more than happy to match with other people who don't already have an apartment and go uh, apartment hunting. But um, we're, we're introducing a few features that uh, for landlords and colleges and stuff like that so that's more when, when we'll get to some really 
more like marketplace type dynamics to where we really have to understand, you know, the supply and demand and inventory issues and all that. Yeah. And I saw that, I mean, you guys are working with a few colleges too. So that kind of helps with that. If you, you know, some of them maybe like that every year there's an influx of students. So it helps you get the adoption, you know, with some of those students right off the, right off the jump. Is, is that what you're finding to be the case? Yep, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. So obviously that's working for you guys. I, I'd love to hear what have you tried though, that maybe flopped totally fell on its face and just did not work. <laughs> um, I mean, we've tried a lot of things that haven't worked. Yeah. That's, that's the fun part of any startup. Um, I mean, we've tried, you know, sort of silly marketing gimmick type stuff. When, uh, when the election was sort of coming around, we did um, a video uh, near um, uh, the Space Needle, and we went and asked people what, uh, uh, whether they wanted to be roommates with Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. I saw that. And, <laughs> and it, it was actually funny. But as far as like promoting it, we weren't able to like really get it out there as, as much as we thought, um, you know, it could get out there. We saw some like virality potential. And I, I still, I mean, everyone who saw the video thought it was pretty funny, but it didn't explode to where, you know, we're like, oh, this got a shot to go somewhere and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was watching that actually prior to this uh, and I was like, well, that's an interesting question to be asking people. And the answers weren't as politically polar as I thought they would be. People were like, well, who would I have more fun with? You know, right. <laughs> which kind of is a testament to the app because, you know, the question, you know, like they were thinking, well, which one, not necessarily who do I agree with most, but who's going to be the, the best roommate. Um, and that's, that's exactly what you guys, it sounds like what you guys are trying to do. Um, you know, so, you know, in the age of startups, uh, you know, every other week we're hearing about companies though. I don't know if that's not even a good transition, but I'm going to roll with it. Go ahead. Uh, we hear about, you know, everyone's getting money. Everyone's being funded. Are, are you guys bootstrapped or are you guys, uh, raising money? How are you guys financing this? We're bootstrapped. Okay. Um, we, um, sort, sort of look about, I mean, we, we sort of went, I mean, okay, l l let me try and get this. Uh, right. So it's been sort of, it's been over two years since we launched the app. Mm -hmm. And I think initially it was pretty hard uh, to raise money. I thought we'd have a good opportunity to, and it just never happened. And so at some point we decided we're going to take matters into our own hands and, and really see if we can build a business. And it's going to be far less about scaling it super fast as much as it is about building an actual business. And so we've raised a little bit of money from family and friends um, just recently, but until then it's just been bootstrapping it and, and sort of doing what it takes to pay the bills and, and that sort of thing. Okay. Do you see in the future that you might actually need to raise funds to expand and scale throughout different cities? Yeah, I think one, I mean, typically startups, at least in, in sort of the space we're in or really the consumer, they try and get as much downloads, as much usage as possible, and then sort of scale their, their user base and say, okay, we'll, we'll figure out our, our business model later. We'll figure it out at some point. And I think that works for a lot of startups. I think for this industry specifically, the problem that we're solving, that may not work as well um, because it's so low frequency. Um, someone's going to find a roommate within a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, maybe a couple months, and then they're off the app. 
So unless you have additional services, um, you know, rental payment, rental application, that sort of stuff, um, it's, you know, they may, they may not come back. You don't have opportunities to monetize mm -hmm. as much as a Facebook or uh, somebody else would. So for us, we want to figure out the business model. And then once we figure that out, um, then we're just going to pour fuel on the fire. And um, I mean, money, like you said, money's coming into this industry. So for us, we just want to figure out the business model part and then go from that. So, so are you guys, do you have any pay for model? Is it, is it free for everyone to use? And, and if it is free, how are you guys making money? Uh, we're piloting a couple of revenue programs this month, actually. So, uh, yeah, so I, I'll well, get back to you on that. Program, on you guys know what those programs are. I, I can't tell you yet, but um, they're, they're pretty cool. We're excited about it. Okay. Uh, and are any of those, are they, is that all going to be like, uh, you know, tenant to tenant? Or are you guys also going to be bringing in some landlords on this? Yeah, we're introducing um, a couple pretty amazing features for landlords, um, colleges, and subletters. Um, oh, okay. so, yeah, so we're building this extremely dynamic backend, and um, just from doing this so long, I think that's one of the benefits of just bootstrapping it, and sometimes you go slower than you'd like, but ultimately, you have no choice but to learn about all these things and really dive into the user experience, and so we have so much knowledge and takeaways from the last couple of years that we're implementing into this, uh, we call Rent Hoop 3.0 that um, there's a lot of opportunities, not, not only to monetize, but to be the best roommate finding platform. And I, I still don't think anyone's close to, to touching that point. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that, you know, both of you and I have the unique experience of living in Bellingham. You know, for people who, who are, you've never been to Bellingham or don't know anything about it, it's less than 1% vacancy rate in the city. You know, there's a very strict schedule on when you put a property up for rent and when you don't because everybody's looking within the same time period. And then outside of that, no one's looking. And if you get stuck outside that time period looking for a place, I mean, you're picking between maybe 10, 12 places to potentially rent at best. And then, you know, the most competitive time, it's like you said, it's crazy, but a lot of the subletting, um, I ran into that, you know, my first year or two in Bellingham that, you know, there's this like three month window where students go home and have to sublet out that, you know, the last uh, portion of their lease. So you guys are, is that the, the scenario you have in mind that you're looking to help solve? Yep, absolutely. And I, I think, I think me and you, Nate, I think we're probably two of the only people who know that stat on Bellingham has so low of a vacancy rate. And that's yeah. one of the reasons why my first startup failed is, you know, we had this user base of what of students from Western, but uh, when they, but the landlords, they would list their property but they were not going to pay for any sort of advertising or legion or anything like that. Uh, it just, it just didn't make sense. They had yep. 60 people at an open house, so they didn't have to do it. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it's the subletting for college students is a major, major, major issue that uh, is a, a huge problem. hasn't been solved. Yeah. Yeah. And as a, you know, property owner in Bellingham myself, you know, when, when I get, when I list my property up to get it rented, you know, it's, I, I do an open house. They come through. If, if I enjoy talking with them, I offer them the invitation to apply and, you know, we, we do it like that. And, but uh, yeah, it's not very hard to get a, a property rented. Now, I suppose if I was in maybe, you know, a different city, like in Detroit, I, I might, <laughs> I might have to work with something, you know, some advertising, but uh, you know, some cities, like you're saying, just, the competition and, and the vacancy isn't there, so you don't need it. Um, okay, I want to play a game. 
this is a game I call For the Future. And okay. <laughs> so this is four questions I want to ask, and uh, these will be questions that we'll ask every guest to come on the show. And, and this is all about attempting to predict the future. Uh, so the first one, what does Rent Hoop look like one year from now? Mm. Shoot, that's a good question. I'm thinking of things that I, I should disclose and shouldn't disclose just because I don't know who's going to see this. Um, just, you know, all the VCs in the Bay Area. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say that we're the best roommate matching platform in Los Angeles and Seattle. Cool. And, and Bellingham, of course. And Bellingham. Yeah, shout out. Bellingham. Of course. <laughs> what does the housing market in general look like one year from now? And I am leaving that open-ended for you to answer how you would like from your perspective. Well, I think we're already seeing this. I mean, it was a landlord's market for so long and that sort of turned as there's been so much housing supply. Seattle's an example to where in the last couple of months, landlords are offering, you know, one, two months of free rent. I saw, um, I think it was Mike Rosenberg wrote an article about people offering Amazon echoes and, and just r random stuff like that. So I think we're going to see more of that in the next year to where um, it's going to be a little bit more tenant friendly and uh, we're going to see prices come down a little bit. Um, that's my best guess. Although in San Francisco, they're still not doing enough building, I don't think. So that's the one market that's still going to be probably landlord friendly. I'm going to piggyback on that question because you got me thinking here. Uh, so this is like a bonus for the future. But um, do you think then if we see, we begin to see a bit of a shift, I know some people are saying we're starting to see some numbers that are reflecting a bit of a shift uh, because housing supply is catching up. Do you think the amenities market, I've been following this, uh, these companies providing amenities as a service to buildings like Hello Alfred just raised a ton of money for this kind of stuff. Do you mm. think we're going to see more of that coming into play as landlords will have to actually work to bring in tenants? I, I, yeah, I, th I think so. Um, especially sort of as we see renters being more, um, I mean, just millennials in general, you know, we like to rent stuff. We don't necessarily like to own stuff. We yeah, like we're the ones who to, destroy everything. We, we break yeah. it. Yeah, Theory pretty much. Dead because of us. <laughs> but I, I, got a, I got a buddy, uh, Todd, in Seattle, who's a landlord, who also went to Western and lived in Bellingham. Shout out Bellingham again. And um, he's an amazing landlord. He provides Netflix, cleaning service, HBO. It's furnished, TVs. Um, I mean, he totally hooks it up. And rent's a little bit more pricey, but mm -hmm. sort of like what you're saying, people are going to be willing to pay a little bit more for some of these amenities, some of these things that you throw in that just makes their life easier. So when there is less competition, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, for rentals, I think we're going to see landlords up their game in terms of service. And uh, that's, I think, a, a good thing overall. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got two more to go here. When will the next big boom or bust happen in real estate? Oh God, I have no idea. <laughs> if I, if I knew, I would be, I would be in Beverly Hills, not Hollywood right now. <laughs> That's fair. I, th I think it's fair to say that, you know, uh, no one really knows, but. Do, do you have an idea on that or, or, or a thought on that? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think the next 
I don't think the next correction is going to be caused by real estate. I think there's other issues at play here. Um, student loans have actually been uh, slowing in their default rate, uh, but forbearances have increased. So that's not a good indicator of, uh, mm-hmm. hey, I have money to pay. Also, you know, wages uh, are somewhat stagnant in uh, improving. So, you know, we have costs of education and housing have, have risen quite a bit in the last few years. Wages haven't kept rates. Student loans have increased in, in going into forbearance. We lease and rent everything. Our cell phones uh, are now rented. Like, you don't have to buy it outright. You get the latest phone as so long as you're always paying extra per month. Um, you know, car rental lease or car leases are up. So I, I think there's some indicate there's some issues with that. Um, you know, and, and uh, you know, the problem with not owning anything uh, is that when you need an asset to back uh, funding for something, you, you ain't got nothing. <laughs> right. You got nothing. So, um, you know, I think that there's some uh, scenarios that could play out that aren't so great. Um you know, I've got, I've always liked the, the model of middle of the road real estate, right? The two, one apartment is great because in a good economy, one person rents a two bedroom and in a bad economy, three people rent a two bedroom. And so, you know, from my perspective, I, I've always looked at that as a, a good safe medium. And I think when that happens, you'll see uh, shrinkage coming in from the, the higher end markets, right? People will say, well, I don't need Netflix right now. I don't need a gym membership. And they might forego the amenities unless they have the, you know, the ability or the real desire to pay for it. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't know when it'll happen. I think, uh, I think we're seeing some signs in some markets. I think it'll very, be very localized, but mm-hmm. um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confident that the uh, national economy will stay pretty strong for a little while yet. I think we've, we've got a few good years ahead of us yet. And uh, okay. Fourth one for the future. Uh, what's one thing you believe will fade away in real estate as a result of technological advances? This, this may seem obvious, but I'll say paying rent with a check, hmm. which is still, uh, checks are still the, the primary mode of landlords getting paid for rent. And to me, that's absolutely crazy. I don't understand that. I've written maybe 10 checks in my life. Um, and I mean, we're just, a lot of people are not writing, you know, carrying their checkbook around everywhere. So mm-hmm. I think that at some point uh, will obviously be replaced with paying rent through Venmo or through Pinch Rent, who the founder is also from Bellingham. Shout out to Bellingham one last time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's one of the obvious things that's, that's going to happen. Um, I think it'll take longer than we expect just because, landlords are so fragmented and a lot of them are old school, you know, write yeah. me a check, put it in the mailbox, put a stamp on it and send it to me. So, but that's one of, one of the obvious things I think. Is How do you pay change. your rent? Um, I pay online. Okay. So you, you deposit directly into the, the landlord's account or. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have a property manager. So a lot of the property managers have tools for that sort of thing, but you know, a lot of mom and pop landlords, which there's tons of them still mm-hmm. do it old school. So. Uh, that I think that will go away probably in the next five, 10 years. Yeah. 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 I'm right there with you. I have it written in my lease. I I don't accept cash or checks. We, we have only one payment. That's it. So, and it's through an app and I don't, I don't do it any other way. Yeah. Um, very cool. So, all right, I got three more follow-up questions and then we'll let you close it out. So, you know, you're CEO, you're a leader, you're a bit of a, a visionary here. 
what are you reading to stay on top of your game? Um, you know, I read a lot of different things. <laughs> um, I, I would say probably the source of most of my information is Twitter. Um, and oh, I follow a Twitter's bunch not of, dead. Twitter's not dead at all. I, I love Twitter. And I follow a, you know, a bunch of people in all different kind of industries. I'll say in real estate, Mike Rosenberg um, for, I think the Seattle times is really a tremendous reporter, um, who writes about real estate. Uh, I think that's actually the only thing he writes about real estate in Seattle and, and, and rental prices and home prices and that sort of thing. Um, otherwise I'll read, um, you know, I love growth hackers. I, uh, really have a marketing mindset and that's sort of was helped us, you know, get press and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, I love sports. I love John Grisham. So I'll, I'll read a, a bunch of different things, actually. Some, yeah. some, some very unrelated to renting or business, actually. Okay. So, uh, you know, who are you learning from then? You know, because you're, you're at the top. So who do you learn from? Um, I, have some, I have some good mentors in my life. Um, some in real estate, some in finance, um, some in tech. Um, and, and probably, probably I'd say the people I go to most are my parents. Um, both of them have really strong business minds in totally different ways. My mom is very analytical. My dad is very like a dream dreamer, visionary kind of guy. So, uh, those are probably the people I, I talk to most about this sort of thing and provide, uh, the best guy to, and, and my stepdad too. He, he's more dreamer guy too. So that's, that's where I get most of my advice. All right. And last one here. Who's inspiring you? Who's inspiring me? Um, well, I have two posters on my wall. One is Russell Wilson and the other is, uh, is Kanye West. And uh, I don't agree with everything Kanye does, but I'll say just as an artist and as a visionary, I, I love Kanye West. And uh, I, I think he's, uh, there's a lot of depth to who he is and just as a creative He's always pushing boundaries. Every single album he has sounds almost totally different. And yet people still love each one individually. And I think that is so rare to be at the top and then just totally change it um, when you don't need to, you know, it's like, uh, 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 what's it called? What's the broken record? I can't think of it. Don't fix a broken record or something like that. But every single time he changes his sound. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> if it ain't broken, and, fix it. There we go. There we go. There we go. There it is. And uh, and he 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 does every even if it's it's working perfectly, he changes it. And I think that's sort of a cool way to think about life. Um, as far as um, it's good to do really things that you're really good at, but it's also good to sort of think about things in a different way and push boundaries and and innovate that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, hey, man, it's been great having you on. Uh, I appreciate taking the time and sharing about Renhoop and what you guys are doing and the problems you're solving. I think that uh, there's a bright future ahead, especially as people uh, bunk up and need to roommate with others. I didn't know, 30, 32 million? Is that what you said? 32 yep, million? 32 million. That's a big deal. Well, I'm going to give you the final word here. You know, How do people get in touch with you? How do they learn more about Renhoop? Uh, so you can go on renthoop.com. It'll redirect you to renthoop.org for now. Um, or you can just send me an email, paul at renthoop.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at P as in Paul, Burke24. 
Um, yeah, love to talk to anybody who's interested in real estate, tech, sports, music, whatever it is. Um, and I'll, I'll just give Nate, I'll give you a little shout out to your, your LinkedIn has some fire real estate videos and, and, um, I've learned about a couple companies that way who are doing cool things in the industry, not, you know, exactly similar to what we're doing, but sort of in the same ballpark. So I think pretty soon you're going to be probably one of the faces of, of, of real estate tech with all these videos and sort of all this aggregating of information you're doing, man. So keep it up. And obviously we've got to shout out Bellingham. Shout one last out. time, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, pre I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm glad that you got some value out of those videos and uh, I hope people got a value out of this. You know, if uh, you're watching this, and uh, you learn something new, make sure that wherever you're seeing this video, leave a comment below uh, or share it out. Give us a like and follow. Uh, appreciate that. Let us know where we can improve. If you disagree with something Paul had to say, you know, you should call him out. Let him know what that was. Uh, but we do appreciate the love, of course. And uh, Paul, just again, thanks so much for your time. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks, Danny. Appreciate it. Well, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to the TechNest podcast. Hey, don't forget you can get on the email list so you never miss an upcoming episode. That's technest.io. That's T-E-C-H-N-E-S-T dot I-O. Get on the email list. Uh, go to the App Store, whether you found us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you found us. Leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. And if you've got a guest or someone that you'd like to recommend or if you think that you'd be a great guest on the show, hey, send me an email, nate at realteampanda.com. That's nate at realteampanda.com. See you guys later.